0: to North Star Big Book. My name is Carly Israel and I am your host. My sobriety date is January 27th 1999 and I created this podcast simply to share the message of the big book. It completely changed my life. It always changes my life and I hope it can help change yours.
1: Yes, I am Sammy, and I am an alcoholic. I got sober November 10th of
0: 2015. Yay. And he is one of my guys that I trust. And if, God forbid, one of my three boys ends up here, he will be one of my guys on the list. So I selfishly have a lot invested in his sobriety. I need him to take care of himself because I need strong men in AA to reach out to. So thank you for that. What is your home group?
1: Practical experience. Uh, Yeah. Yes, I wasn't there because I had class on Thursday nights, but I will be back this semester.
0: No judgment. Um, And Sammy works with a lot of guys. He runs with a group of pretty serious guys that are in the book and part of the solution. Before we get into your pages, the people that listen to my podcast know that I did not walk into the rooms and I was not like, I would like to find the people that are doing the work. Um, What was your experience in the beginning?
1: I don't know. I, I I don't think I was looking for the work, it just kind of fell in that way.
0: Did you walk right into a group that was doing the work?
1: No, I, I walked into a meeting and I asked, uh, I asked a, a guy to be my sponsor and then he was like, no, I'm gonna take you to this meeting where they're talking about the solution. And he, and he, he brought me to our home group now.
0: Wait, someone said no?
1: I, I think so. I don't remember how, I was very foggy early on, but right. I, I, I think he said no. I'll bring you to a different meeting and introduce you to some good guys.
0: Okay, so that's honest and awesome of that person because they must've known like they don't have the solution to share. So pretty much though, from the beginning, you started working with us and doing the work right away. Yeah. You're one of the rare finds here because usually you have to like smack your head against a wall a couple of times before you can get to the work. Has there been any times in your sobriety that you've stopped doing the work?
1: Uh, I mean, not, not really.
0: that's awesome yeah you better not stop because I will kick your ass even though you're a wrestler (laughs) tell me what pages we are doing or what page
1: I I wanted to start on page 25
0: perfect before we get there can we stop we start at 24 at the way bottom just because I think that it leads us up to 25 so well um and before we even do that tell me why you chose this page
1: um, well, I guess to go back, I, like, I, I've never stopped doing the work. There's been periods where there's been, you know, it, it's not been as as great, but... Uh, it's always,
0: consistent, but you've yeah, always been... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not... I haven't always been consistent. Um, so why difference.
0: this page?
1: Uh, I don't know. I like... Well, because we're going to get to this this dilemma at the bottom, and I, I love it. I love how they they give us this outline of the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, there's, like, just... I don't know. There's a lot of information on page 25. I don't think it's, I don't know. It's. It's got a lot of stuff in it. And I really, I really like the bottom eventually. Yeah.
0: My whole 25 is just like highlighted, underlining like a, a million words. And when we get to the bottom, we're going to talk about that because that bottom ended up changing my entire way. I pr- approach everything in my life. Um, and, you know, not to be a spoiler alert, but I love that in Alcoholics Anonymous in the book, we're given choices. We're constantly making choices. So at the way bottom of 24 will you read that last paragraph
1: of course when this sort of thinking is fully established on an individual in an individual with alcoholic tendencies he has probably placed himself beyond human aid and unless locked up may die or go permanently insane
0: okay pause for he- a second so that part that he just read those are choices so we have the choice so if we they're referring to someone who this sort of thinking is Someone who no longer can choose when they're going to drink or not, who's lost that ability of choice. So they've got the physical allergy, the mental obsession. They can't stop for a good reason. And they're saying, here's our choices. We are going to be locked up. We're going to die or we're going to go permanently insane or we're going to get sober. And I wrote on the bottom in big letters, doomed to an alcoholic death. And that's where the really uncomfortable truth comes in that, that the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous is not enough. No. You want to keep These going stars. yeah,
1: keep going. Okay, cool, cool. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history, but for the grace of God, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many want to stop, but cannot.
0: And, and something I want to say before we get to your favorite part that I have written in my book is that no one can help me stay sober. I'm doomed to an alcoholic death, and that seems kind of stark because I thought that's what sponsors are for. I thought that the fellowship is for, and really. The sponsor is just, our job is to guide them in the book and the steps so they can get closer to a higher power and they can get free. But the work is all our own. We can't do it for anybody. So we can guide them and we can cheer them on and we can coach them through it. But there's no way to do this without doing what Sammy's about to read.
1: Yes. Yo, I mean, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go right into it. So it says there is a solution. And, and one thing I, I love in in that sentence alone, is it says there's a solution. And obviously Alcoholics Anonymous has no monopoly on God or, or sobriety or whatever. But in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, there is one solution, which is the 12 steps. And that's why it says A as a singular.
0: Wait, so I want to clarify that because this is a big issue that I hear a lot. And I love that you said that. We don't have a monopoly on God. We don't have a monopoly on getting sober. There are other ways to get sober. However, if you come to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and you want help, the truth is, we only have one solution for you. We don't have like a menu. Like, you could do this. You could just go to meetings and not drink. You could do this. That's what people say, but that's actually not the truth. The book says there's, like race, there's a solution, which is the 12 steps. All right, keep going.
1: All right, so now we're gonna outline the whole program in like two sentences. <laughs> Almost none of us like the self searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had to come and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. So it tells me right here, I I love it, just kind of outlines it, right? The self searching, the step four, the leveling of our pride I get to do in steps eight and nine, the confession of my shortcomings. Um, which I get to do in step five and then continue um, you know, in those amends, it's outlining the process for me. And it's saying that none of us liked it. I did not enjoy making amends. I still don't enjoy making amends. It's not a fun process for me today.
0: No, it's not. But you know what else I want you to highlight is it says which the process requires for its su- successful consummation, And what I love about that is, again, in the rooms of Alcoholics as well-meaning people, I often hear them saying, You know, there's no requirement. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is want to stop drinking. And here's the deal. You, anyone could be a member of Alcoholics Anonymous if they want to not drink, if they want to be a member. All are welcome. But if we want the solution, if we want the promises, if we want to work the program, the process requires this. And I love the word requires, because it reminds me, you know, you're in school, you're getting your master's, right? There's things that are required of you in order to get that degree. If you don't do them, you will not get it. And it's really, I love that black and white stuff. So they're telling me that the process that we're embarking on, that's going to be the solution to what you just read on 24 about beyond human aid, locked up, or may die. And I love when you show a new person, you're going to die or go permanently insane. You place yourself beyond human aid. Here's your options. And then we tell them, by the way, the process that we're going to offer you in order to not die and not be locked up or go insane is going to require you to search yourself, to level your pride and confess some shortcomings. And we're like, no, like that's too much, you know, but like you get God forbid, terminal cancer. And we're told you need to do chemo, radiation and all these drugs. And they're like, whatever I have to do. But we're like dying an alcoholic death. And we're like, I don't want to talk to somebody about my stuff. Only us, we're special.
1: I do like that the big book acknowledges that nobody enjoys.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, nobody, nobody enjoys it but, it. but it tells me that we saw that it worked in others. And that's why it was so important for me to get around people who have done the solution. Because I could see... Well, you know, like you said, when I came to that meeting and I saw the light in these people's eyes, uh, there was there was proof that this worked in others.
0: Which is my responsibility—the reminder that when we're at meetings and when we're out carrying ourselves in the world as representatives of members of folks Anonymous, if we're not completely anonymous in the rest of the world, we need to behave in a specific way that is going to be attractive and that is going to show other people that we have a solution, not in a yucky like boasting way, but in a way that we carry ourselves in a way that someone wants what we have.
1: You said that awesome.
0: Thanks. Keep going. Um, We had to come believe we will lose. Yeah.
1: Yes. So that's going to tell me, it says when therefore we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us, but but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. And when they obviously they're talking about the problem, which is that I have a mental obsession that drives me to drink every single time. Every single time I believe the lie, I pick a, I pick it, that drink up like it's water and I'm off and running. And I don't know how to stay stopped. Like it says at the top of 25, so many want to stop, but cannot. And then I come and I see that these people have solved the problem and they have this little kit of spiritual tools, which are the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 steps. Um, there was nothing left for me to do, but to pick it up and,
0: and get it. I me. have to share something crazy with you. Well, first of all, two things. One, this is not the crazy part, but I remember when I was first sober, hearing people talk about the spiritual tools, later, you know, kid of spiritual tools. And I was like, where do I get it? Like, just where do I get it? You're right. Because I was just taught like, you just, if you need something, you just go get it. And I didn't know that the tools that they're talking about is the book and the, and the steps. And the other thing is um, random. I was in my car the other day at a light and I have these like little mini toothbrushes because I was trying to get off of gum because I'm addicted to everything. And I was brushing and this couple rolled up next to me in a car and they're like, you must be having fun. And I, they looked at me and they laughed and they saw I was holding a toothbrush. And they said, we thought you were doing something else. And I'm so far out of my drinking days. And I can't even fathom what they thought I was doing, but um, I'm sure it was drug and alcohol related. And they said, Um, We thought you were doing something else, something more fun. And I said, no, I'm sober. And they said, you are. And they said, how much time do you have? And I said, I've got 21 years. And they both looked at each other and they said, we wish we could be sober. We don't know how. And I'm at a light, like, what can I do? I can't like, and it's a guy. And he's like, can you give me your number? And I'm like, no, because I'm obviously not going to give some random person my number. I said, you know, but I have this podcast, check it out. And they said, well, how do you do it? And I said, you have to do a lot of work, but it's a, it's, it's attainable. Like you can do this. So like, you never know when you're going to be at a light and talking about your sobriety with a random person and saying to them, like, you just don't know what that moment could do for somebody. And At any moment, I have to be willing to show them that I, the problem has been solved for me. That's exciting. And I wanted to die. I don't know where where your alcoholism took you, but I didn't want to live anymore.
1: I I wasn't necessarily suicidal, but I was miserable. Yeah. So, Um,
0: okay, keep going. Rock, rock on.
1: Okay. So now, um, we have found much of heaven and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence. Of which we had not even dreamed. This confused the heck out of me when I first got sober. So I, I was taking calculus and I was like, there's only three dimensions, you know, the X, the Y, the Z, and I am like trying to figure it out. And, and that's not, um, that's not it. We, we've got, we've got these three dimensions and then the fourth dimension, I, it's not written in my book, but I believe we have, you want to, you want to list it off? It's, it, I, I have a different book right now.
0: I have, I mean, you sound like you have something else. I wrote that the fourth dimension of existence we get through 10, 11, and 12, that we don't reach it until we do 10, 11, and 12. And that is about that consciousness of our higher power. But if you've got something else, please do share. Well,
1: I believe I have the, the three dimensions. We have the physical dimension, the um the mental dimension and the spiritual dimension. And then this fourth dimension is this constant conscious contact with our higher power, which like you oh. said, we get through steps 10, 11, and 12.
0: I love it. That was an awesome explanation. I it think
1: that's cute. off memory. I, I have a different- but here's the
0: deal. I want to not burst anyone's bubble. Mine's not constant. I don't walk around constantly talking to God, remembering all the time I'm lucky, remembering that I have tools, remembering that God's available. I don't know if you're like this, but I, you know, jokingly, I'm like Dory from Finding Nemo. I forget all day long. I walk around most of the time like an agnostic, forgetting that God's even available. And then like a sponsor will send me an inventory or I'll do an inventory and I'll remember, oh yeah, I have the best tool on earth, but I'm running around like a human running the show. And then I reach that fourth dimension through 10, 11 and 12. And that's when I get that moment.
1: I would agree. I don't yeah. I don't think...
0: You don't, I don't walk around in constant contact with God?
1: Uh, no. No, I, <laughs> I think... It, I think it, uh, no. It would be I mean, hard
0: to do life. I mean, how would you be a wrestler? How would you be in class if you're just constantly talking to God?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't... I don't think it's... <laughs> no not I think that's the goal I mean the goal is for me to feel it all you know being aware but
0: or yeah be aware of it so like for me in the beginning it was little teeny moments which it always is I remember the first time it happened I was walking to the mailbox and I saw the sky and it looked a beautiful like a beautiful pattern you know it changes so I always joke and I'm like God's showing off right now like that gloaming hour and I just saw it I was like I never used to pay attention to anything outside of my own stuff And that was a little moment. It was just a little moment where I was like, thank you for letting me see that I almost missed it. And then I went off to like my regular life.
1: Yeah, it's it's the little little things. Um,
0: The great fact.
1: Okay, so the great fact is just this and nothing less. That we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life toward our fellow and towards god's universe um so they they have that starred the spiritual experiences and we, we can either go to appendix two or we can just kind of summarize whatever yeah why do
0: you summarize it because i've definitely covered it but it's so important and i want to explain it to the person who's listening who doesn't understand that language like how would you talk to a dude that you're sponsoring so they don't freak out and run away think that we're like burning incense which there's nothing wrong with burning incense but like you know what i mean
1: yeah I mean, the, the spiritual experience is, is just the change of my, you know, a psychic change of my brain that when I came into Alcoholics Anonymous, I had this mental obsession where I could, you know, I was in two states of being, I was either drinking or thinking about drinking. Mm -hmm. And then through working the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, I had this spiritual experience where that obsession has been lifted and no longer do I have this desire to drink constantly.
0: Right. So like your life is still the same. You still have the same family. You're still, you know same world around you but we look at it differently and I always say as a visual that I could not be on a road trip with my old self like the old Carly and the new Carly in a road trip would kill each other and that's good like if you were the same person that you were five years ago there's something wrong with your spiritual progress you're not growing
1: no and that's i mean that's it's that's that's the beauty of this program is those spirituals i mean that's what i
0: I want you to highlight um if you can just by memory otherwise we can go to it the the last part of the spiritual appendix like basically they challenge us do you know what they're saying to us at that end you know like that principle what are they basically saying like in your own words
1: they're saying like don't count alcoholics anonymous out unless you give it a real try i believe yeah they're you know that I, I can't, I can't like go to AA meetings, not do the work and then go, go tell all my friends AA doesn't work when I'm drunk.
0: Right. I actually tell girls that when they fire me, I'll say like, I just want you to know that you know, you're always welcome to reach out anytime I'm here. And I want you to walk around not thinking that what you just did was the program because you didn't. And I don't want you to think it doesn't work or tell other people it doesn't work because it does. And the challenge that I always ask people when I'm taking them through the book in the beginning is. Have you ever been taken through the book from the first cover to 164, followed all the directions, never stopped, and you weren't able to stay sober? And the answer is no. Like I've never met anybody that's never stopped doing the work and couldn't stay sober. Have you?
1: No. Yeah. I I have not seen it. All
0: right, keep going. Um, The central fact.
1: Oh, the central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered our into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has to accomplish those things for us, which we could never do by ourselves. Right? I stayed for more than three days. And, you know, there's no way that I, I after working this program, right, when I got to step two, and it asked me, you know, are you willing to believe in this power greater than yourself? And I wasn't, I didn't believe, I was willing to believe that's all it requires. Um, And after doing these 12 steps and having that removal of the mental obsession, I have the absolute certainty that there is something greater than me that removed that mental obsession.
0: And like that reminder that, and it's commenced, which means to begin, um, it's God's begun to accomplish things for me that I could never do by myself, remind, reminding me that they're about to introduce me to the concept of the spiritual contract, that partnership in step three, that I, it's not going to be God doing something for me. Like Kevin says, it's not me like God's, you know, like my pimp. It's going to be, we're in a partnership together. We're going to do this together. Right. And so you're about to read one of my favorite paragraphs in the whole entire book, because they've just given us the solution on a platter. And they said, look, This is what you can have. This is the work you have to do. I think it's important to tell people what they're going to have to do because I don't want them to like not know. And then here you are. You're going to tell us what their options are. So go for it.
1: So yeah, this is like my, one of my favorite paragraphs. So it says, if you were as seriously alcoholic as we were, because I have a physical allergy. Go. If you were as seriously alcoholic as we were, because you have a physical allergy that once I start drinking, I can't predict how much I'm gonna have. And I have a mental obsession that I can't stay quit entirely. We believe there's no middle of the road solution. Um, and, and here is where they're about to outline the position that my life And
0: I is. have written above that, be sober or die. I mean, I know that sounds dramatic, but it's actually not because they just told me on the page before, I'm either going, I pl- I've placed myself beyond human aid And my choices are locked up, die, or go permanently insane. And while you might not have gotten to the place where death was your option, for me it was. I was 19 years old and I was facing the barrel of an alcoholic death. And for me, you know, one of my favorite um, leads I've heard talks about that we place ourselves in a position where it was either gonna be death or sobriety. And that is actually what happens to us down the road. Regardless of our age, how long we drank, how much we drank, whatever we did, that suicide and alcohol deaths are real options for us so let's hear what our what's gonna what our choices
1: this is is where it gives me this paragraph that like i get chills every time i read it it says we were in a position where life was becoming impossible and if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid we had but two alternatives um so here's my alternatives One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could. Every time I read that, I'm like, oh my, that was the perfect definition of of me five years ago. And then the other, to accept spiritual help. I'm going to finish the paragraph. This we did because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. So only in Alcoholics Anonymous... Is the option between going on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of my intolerable situation or accepting spiritual help only in Alcoholics Anonymous, is that a tough decision? And a lot of times that, that is a tough decision to make. Um, but then there's this requirement that if I choose the latter, if I choose to accept spiritual help, that I did this because I honestly wanted to, You know, I can't get sober for my parole officer or my wife or my dad. And i was willing to make the effort which means take action and i I don't know i just love the fact that a they give me a choice because if i meet someone and they're like i don't want to do the work i'm like perfect you chose you chose a Mm -hmm. um it's hard to see but it, it happens
0: i find it to be so empowering and i think it's our responsibility as a member of Alcoholics anonymous and a sponsor is to let each other know the choices Because our big go-to is, you wanted me to do this. I I love when people are like, I can't work the program the way that Carly wants me to work it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It is not me. Let's just be really clear. I'm here to support you while you do your work, but here's the choices. And what I love about this, this is the first time in the book that I'm really aware that the book is offering me two choices. And I think it's really important that we let each other know you have these two choices, which is step one or step two. Because step one, that information you could die with that information, you know. And and I also was told that these two choices can be applied to every single issue in my life. So do you have any problems going on right now? Anything you're struggling with? Mm,
1: not not on a major scale. No. Oh,
0: that must be special. You have nothing.
1: Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, my argument
0: give, give me something.
1: Uh uh, well, I am I'm living with my my two sisters who we normally don't live together. So we kind of kind of irk each other a little bit.
0: Okay, perfect. I know that doesn't even sound dramatic at all, but you can look at it this way: you can go on to the bitter end with them. So that's arguing, maybe staying resentful, kind of being passive, aggressive, or whatever we do when we don't like something, or we can accept spiritual help. And it's our choice. And the accepting of the spiritual help is different in every single situation, and it can be that. You know, mundane or it can be, you know, I was facing the possible loss of my son. And for me, that was going on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our t- intolerable situation as best I could. I couldn't do that with drinking because I was sober. So I could just do that with being angry and not, not using, you know, my tools and, you know, feeling self-pity, or I could accept spiritual help, which is do the work. You know, we both know people who have lost more than that. And They've also faced those choices. I think that we're always facing these choices. And it's not until I do a 10 step where I realize I have that choice and the choice is mine. And that way, when we tell the new person or the person that we're working with, you get to choose, then they can't blame it on anyone else anymore. And it's your choice. Like when people are like, oh, I slipped, which I hate more than anything. I'm like, slip is something that happens in Cleveland, like on black ice in a parking lot. That is something that you had no plan to do. You were just walking along and you've slipped. I'm talking about if we pick up a drink and as Kevin always reminds us, we do it 100% sober. That means we're making the decision to not do the work. So when the option comes, it's no brainer. So I want to have control over my life today because it was so scary when I didn't. And I need to remember these two choices that you just offered us. So I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you. You're the best. Thank Thank you so much. You better stay here. I need you. Yes. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you. You're awesome. If you'd like to join us on Thursday nights for North Star Big Book meeting, we would love to have you. 7 p.m. Eastern. It's a Zoom meeting and the information is in the episode notes. Have a great one. Hi, North Star Big Book listeners. I just want to let you know that I also have another podcast called In Your Corner Divorce. It is all about co-parenting and focusing on the North Star, which you guys are familiar with. If you have any friends or family that are struggling either post-divorce or about to get divorced, I offer three different services. One is a session called Figuring It Out for people who are struggling and don't know which way to go. The other one is called Nuts and Bolts, and it's all about all the important things that should be put in a shared parenting plan if you want to focus on the kids, the North Star, and the last one is my North Star Divorce Bootcamp, which is basically what we do here. Just a whole lot of digging, work, inventory, refocusing, and really getting to a place where we are only putting all of our energy and intentions into what is best for our children. So please check it out wherever you normally listen, and I would love your support. Thanks. <music>